Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. If you are listening to this on the day that it airs, I must tell you, today is the day. Tonight is the night. I am hosting that completely free two-night workshop on losing weight for the last time, ending the all-or-nothing thinking, creating that space where you feel like you are in control of your choices instead of feeling like your choices are in control of you and making you really unhappy. So that free webinar series begins tonight, the 13th of December at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and continues tomorrow night, Wednesday the 14th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Space is limited, but you can grab your spot on primalpotential.com forward slash December. Just know that an unlimited number of people can register, but the limitation is on how many people can actually join. So make sure to get there a few minutes before 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. I can't wait to see you there. Again, you grab your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash December, and then you will get an email, one from me welcoming you, another one that will immediately come giving you the link you'll need to join tonight. If you are listening to this after the fact, well, maybe you can grab part two on Wednesday night, the 14th. Again, you'll just need to go to primalpotential.com forward slash December. Otherwise, sorry you missed it, but don't be too sorry because Today's podcast is pretty cool. In fact, there's so much I want to say about it, and I really just need to like dive into it. But I'm continuing a few more episodes talking to my clients because they're in it, right? They're fighting the fight. They're making the changes. And we're talking about what works and what doesn't. So in this case, I'm talking to Faith. And Faith joined the Fat Loss Fast Track for a really interesting reason. She loved the podcast, but she recognized that she needed more structure, right? The podcast, as I say in my conversation with her, it's not a program. It's a fire hose of information. And she felt like she needed more guidance, more coaching, more structure. So she wasn't always feeling like, what should I do first? The other thing that Faith was struggling with is that she had lost some weight and she had gained it back. And she was having trouble letting go of the guilt and the frustration. And she felt like though she knew how she got there before, She just couldn't do it. She felt like it was overwhelming and daunting and she struggled to know where to start and to believe in herself that she could do it again. And her thoughts on how she's gotten past that and gotten over it are so profound. One of the things she says to herself is, stop making this so hard. This is not as big as you are making it in your head. And we talk a lot about choices that we might beat ourselves up for and using our experiences, using our choices, both choices we feel good about and those we don't, using them as tools and not weapons. 
using them as tools and not weapons, which I think is just such a powerful conversation. So thank you, Faith, for your honesty and just so much freaking wisdom you share in this. It's awesome. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And hopefully I'll see many of you guys on that webinar. You can grab your spot, primalpotential.com forward slash December. So we're diving into this conversation with Faith after I had asked her what she was struggling with that led her to the fat loss fast track. And she's explaining how she felt about putting weight back on and having trouble getting started again. What I was trying to figure out was what were my thoughts and what was I doing correctly before that I'm not doing now? Mm-hmm. And where did I lose that? Mm-hmm. And because I was having such a problem um, getting getting that back in order, I was really beating myself up a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was just kind of in this spiral of, um, you know, why can't I do this? Why? You know, I've done it before. How did I lose it? Where did we all go wrong? <laughs> and And so I just needed... I needed help to reset because I knew I could do it, but why can't I do it now? And so something about not being able to, to do it again, um, really was, was really hard and really making me, you know, angry and frustrated and, um, you know, you, you would think that that would be, well, you know, you've done this before, just do it again, ride the bike again, but I couldn't figure out how to get on the bike. Right. And I know one of the things that you've said is sort of like the framework of the work, like you understand what to do, but what's that first step? What's the right first step for me? How do I do it in a way where I'm not making the same mistakes over and over again? And sometimes when we have this negative emotion sort of beating ourselves up for not doing the work, everything from that point forward just seems a little bit larger than life, like overwhelming and daunting and scary. Is that, I mean, is that something that you have sort of started to overcome with the structure of the fat loss fast track? Oh, for sure. Um, And, and just realizing that like, just stop making this so hard. Stop, (laughs) stop making it, you know, this is not, this is not what you're making it in your head. Mm. This is not, you know, having, having something. And I, and I've stopped trying to do the whole good food, bad food, because I just think that in itself is really destructive. Yeah. Just, just stop overthinking the hell out of everything. Yeah. Make, one choice at a time. Um, if you don't like a choice that you've made, then remember that. Um, remember why you didn't like the choice, whether whether something made you feel like crap physically or, or you know, made you feel regretful or whatever. Yeah. Take that with you so that you can make a, a better choice and just stop all the drama yeah. and and hating yourself about this and just do better next time. 
and just make one choice at a time and keep moving forward. I love that. And, you know, I, I like that you differentiate between, you're not saying there's no good food, bad food, eat whatever, whenever. You're acknowledging some food choices don't make you feel good. But I think the differentiator there is that those feelings that like, whether it's a physical bleh, or it's an emotional, dang it, I wish I hadn't made that choice. Either way, you're exactly. not saying eliminate that. It is a tool, not a weapon. It is a tool to help you move forward, not a weapon for your own mass destruction because you generate all of this guilt and anxiety. There was a podcast this week that I listened to. I, I can't remember if it was a listen to again or something that you had gone back to. But when you talk about, um, you know, the choices that you made in the beginning were not choices that you're making now. The best choice for you was let's not eat everything at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> let's make a better choice at Chick-fil-A. Right. Right. And that's that's been really powerful for me because I'm not making the same choices that I made two years ago, mm-hmm. but I've started making better choices for me now. Mm-hmm. And if I can just run with that yes. and feel better about that, that gives me momentum. And I've I'm doing really well. I don't understand why I can't just, you know, be happy with that. It's just that whole you gained weight back that that sits on my heart and and makes me crazy. And I just I have to push it away and say, no, you are making momentum. You're making better choices all the time. Mm -hmm. Get over your fat girl self Mm -hmm. and and just keep moving forward. You're doing the best thing for you. Let's talk about that for a second because, and I've, and I've addressed this in a, in a couple other people that I've, that I've talked with, and it seems to continue coming up and it's worth diving further into. There is this expectation that once we start making progress, we'll never stop and we will never go backwards. And the reality is that's hogwash. It's total hogwash because in life, we can't, constantly be accelerating. We can't constantly be full throttle forward. Even if you think about like a race car, it stops, it slows down, it goes in for maintenance, things happen. Yes, the car can go fast and the car can go forward, but in order for the car to go fast and in order for the car to go forward, there sometimes have to be moments of repair and settle and wait. And I was referring to this in a a conversation uh, with a with a different Fat Loss Fast Track member the other day, and I said, we have to accept that there is not only nothing wrong with us, but that it is normal and ex- like we should expect that there are periods of push and periods of patience. And sometimes there might be something more valuable in the patience than there is in the pursuit. There might be a greater lesson for you in the period of I'm not making progress right now, then in the moments where you're striving and driving towards your goals, there might be something more valuable for you in the patience and the acceptance and the grace and the gentleness than in the hard driving forward progress. Does that make sense? Like I really, it's a tough thing. I get it because we've set this expectation of all or nothing. We're either a rock star or we totally suck. But here's what I want you to think about. In any area of your life, is it all or nothing? I'm not all or nothing. But my point is... At work, is, I'm all or nothing. No, yes, you're absolutely think, right. I don't even think it's true that at work you're all or nothing. I think in a given day at work, 
you have moments of like total focus and maybe moments of multitasking or moments of your attention drifting. We categorize things too broadly. And then we convince ourselves of something that's probably not all that true. I don't believe, and I would be happy to sit by you at work all day long, I do not believe that you are laser focused, no exceptions from the moment you walk through that door to the moment you leave. I don't think it's true. I think there are ebbs and flows where you're like locked into a project and then you, you know, maybe you check your email, you make a phone call or you're thinking about your grocery list or your whatever it is that you're doing. There are ebbs and flows. It's not that you either spend no money or you spend all your money. It's not that you're either a thousand percent nailing every single project at work without any glitches or everything's falling apart. We accept that some projects at work have hiccups. They don't go perfectly. And some projects at work are really awesome and, and really do go smoothly. With life, with our bodies, with our food choices, with our fitness, there are gonna be choices you crush and there are gonna be choices you don't. There are gonna be days you crush and there are gonna be days you don't. Where is there a lesson, right? Just like when you yeah. say you've taken away the emotion from the food in terms of it's not good or bad, but what can I learn from this to carry forward with me? It's that way for all of your choices. When you look at the fact that you put weight back on, there might be more value in the lesson that comes from that than in all the lessons you learn from your success. So see it as this gold mine that you haven't yet tapped into. I bet you that there are more lessons in why did I gain the weight? Why did I talk myself into those choices? Why didn't I reel it in sooner? What can I do now to sort of have it be the white flag of, oh, things aren't going in the right direction, right? That might be more valuable if you let go of the emotion around it. It's not good or bad. It's not shameful or embarrassing. It just is information that you can use to fuel you forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's a practice. It's catching yourself in those moments and saying, no, no, there's valuable information here. There might be something more valuable here than in anything else I achieve or do. And I'm not going to rob myself of that value of those lessons because I'm front loading in just too much emotion and negativity. I'm not going to rob myself because if I do, I very well might find myself back here. And that's not cool. That was, um, that was why I think that mindfulness has has been my goal throughout this mm -hmm. um was just realizing that I do so much on autopilot mm -hmm. and and it's it's not okay anymore yeah it, it's not okay for me to not know I mean I'm 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 pretty self-aware um but I'm not I'm not self-aware enough for, yeah. for where I need to be right now. Yeah. Um, especially with this stuff. Yeah. So that was, that was why it was important for me to just, to just breathe through this and figure out where am I going and why, you know, why does this feel like this and why am I doing this? And, and, um, and just not be, you know, pedal to the metal the whole way through because I can do that and I can sustain it for a long time, but it won't, it won't mean anything at the end of the day because I won't know how I got there. Right. Right. It's just like, you know, when you get, when you're driving in your car 
and you get someplace by GPS, somebody else saying, do this, do that, do this, do that. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I can't get back on my own, right? Whereas if you're paying attention to, oh yeah, I noticed this pink house up on the left and I noticed this stoplight here and I noticed that I'm crossing over into this other town. Now you've learned something. Now you can navigate on your own without dependence on something else because it's yours. And that is a powerful tool to bring with you every single day. Let me ask you this. When you say mindfulness has been your focus, in this context, what does it mean for you to be mindful? What does that look like for you on a day-to-day basis? Because I think there might be some people listening who are like, I don't know, how do you be mindful? What does that look like for you in this situation? Um, For me, it's about being present in the moment Mm -hmm. and and just taking a look around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do I feel? Um, why do I feel that way? And not, and not just, you know, I feel tired, I feel hungry. Um, but how do I really feel? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been about meditation at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, which helps me dial into, oh, that's why I did this, or that's why I felt mm-hmm. crummy at work. And this is what was going on there. And it's led me to realize some things about some relationships mm-hmm. and change the way that I do some things at work. And, um, and it just, it's just a new way for me to kind of be in the world. Because instead of, you know, I get up, I do this, I do that. I am more aware of what I'm doing all the time and it's, and it's different and, and our, we drift all the time. Sure. We, you know, we think, we think about other things. We're, we're thinking about the future. We're thinking about what we did yesterday, but as much as I can, I try to be where I am in the moment, in my body, feeling what I'm feeling so that, so that I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that skill set that you just described is exactly what you need for where you're still struggling, whether it's with guilt about having put weight back on or it's with the, you know, the days where you still aren't aren't doing the work that you want to do because those things in and of themselves aren't a problem, right? It's not a problem that you put weight back on. You are where you are. It's not a problem if you don't track it. It happened. But the problem becomes when you allow it to impact you negatively. So the more that you practice, here I am right now, like the moment that you feel frustrated with your body or disappointed that you maybe didn't continue the work that you had been doing and you let yourself get to a point where you felt like you had to start over, remind yourself, right here, right now, what tool do I have to take me just to the next step? Because you said a few minutes ago, one choice at a time, right? And sometimes when we feel this negativity, it's as if we should be able to go backwards and make 700 choices differently, or like we feel this pressure to make 27,000 good choices in order to get where we need to go. And that's just not true or real, but it is very frustrating and very exhausting. And so if you're having a moment where you're like, dang it, I didn't do the work today, or I'm so mad that I let myself get to this place, okay, well, right here, right now, in this moment, what is one step I can take? Like, use it, as I said a few minutes ago, as a tool and not a weapon, right? And if you start to feel 
frustrated, emotional, hopeless, negative, ask yourself, well, am I using the information in my head right now as a tool or a weapon? Like check yourself. And guaranteed, when you are feeling down, you're using your thoughts as a weapon against yourself, or you're using your past as a weapon against yourself, or you're using your future as a weapon against yourself. How can I use it as a tool, right? How can I make the next right choice? How can I take care of myself best in this moment? Maybe that means going to bed. Maybe it means meditating. Maybe it means preparing tomorrow's food today. But what can I do to transition from using this as a weapon to using this as a tool. That's been a big thing too. One of the habits that I changed, um, I don't, I don't turn on the TV in the bedroom anymore. Mm. Um, I was falling asleep with that TV on and a lot of it was because I didn't want to think about work. Yeah. Um, I said, I don't want to think about the next day. So I'm going to turn on the TV and fall asleep with the TV on. And now the rule is like, if, if the next day is a work day, that TV is not turned on, Mm -hmm. but it's turned out. I don't even watch that television anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting better sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to sleep earlier. I've made that meditation time before bed and and it's like, it's just, just think about the work, stop avoiding the feelings, stop avoiding the anxiety and just think through what, because pushing that away and not dealing with it is not helping you with anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, just deal with it. Just think about it. What, what is so hard? Nothing's going to come get you. It's <laughs> just they're just thoughts and and you're you decide how you feel about them so just just have them well and how can i have these thoughts objectively like what is the project what are the tasks who are the players in the game instead of oh my gosh you know and loading in yeah. all of this emotion and fear and drama i got an email the other day uh, from a former client and she was like Elizabeth, it's been a terrible weekend. I binged on cookies and last night I had nightmares about cookies and this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, we're talking about cookies here. Like, really, we're talking about sweet little innocent cookies, you know? And if you, sometimes I think we have to have a sense of humor with ourselves, even with work. Like, I'm freaking out about a meeting. It's a meeting with people who don't bite, right? Like it's fine. And I think sometimes that sense of humor to help you just strip away the emotion that we're so ingrained. I mean, if you watch the news, they pump drama, drama, drama into everything. And so we do that too, right? We get a flat tire and all of a sudden it's a crisis and this and that and the other thing. Even if you think about the situation we were talking about that happened yesterday before we started recording, even if you think about that, like, objectively, it was an annoyance, right? Objectively, it messed with your day. But is it this big, bad, awful thing that really like was a catastrophe? No. If we look at things objectively, all of a sudden we have so much more freedom and so much more mental and emotional bandwidth because most of what's taking up, if you think about your brain as, as your computer, right? And you know how your phone or your computer starts to run so slowly and erratically when it's full, your brain does that too. And your brain is full mostly of the emotional stuff that you load in there that doesn't need to be there. What advice would you give to somebody who... 
maybe is in your spot. Maybe they lost weight and then they put it back on and now they're really beating themselves up and they feel like maybe I don't have what it takes to do this work again. I, I can't find my footing. And they're they're thinking that maybe they should do the fat loss fast track, but their self-doubt is is really holding them back. Given your experience, what would you say to that person who might might hear this? Well, you did it once before, so you absolutely can do it again. I mean, you, you know that you have it in you to do it again. Um, what you said before about, you know, maybe, maybe what you needed was, was in that weight gain. Maybe that's, maybe that there's something key in that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the only reason things like this happen. Mm -hmm. So, so dial down and figure out what lesson you haven't learned yet mm-hmm. and stop the shit storm in your head of, yeah. you know, you failed and you didn't fail. Mm-hmm. You're still here. So just, just do it. Just start, just start with one little thing that makes you feel better and then do the next little thing that makes you feel better until you don't feel so bad anymore. I love that. I absolutely love that. That is so profound. And there is just, that is exactly what people need to hear. It's so simple. It's so direct. It's so actionable. Do the next little thing that will make you feel better. Just that one little thing and then do the next until you find yourself not feeling so bad anymore. I think that is amazing. Thank you so much for your openness and your willingness to to share some of where you're at in a way that I know will help so many people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this, really. There is no better way to wrap that up than how Faith did. The way to get started is to do the next thing that will make you feel better. Not in that second, but ask yourself, what's a choice I will feel proud about? What is a choice I'll feel good about? What is a choice that will make me feel a little better than I do right now? and then do it again, and then do it again. And it is just that small singular choice that you make repeatedly until you don't feel so bad anymore. I just, I love so much about this, the idea of finding more value in the struggle than in the success so we can stop looking at our struggles as something to be ashamed of and instead look at them as toolboxes, as toolkits to take our process our mindset, our goals to the next level. Just to wrap up with that reminder, tonight is the night if you are listening to this the day the episode airs, free two-part seminar series. Tonight, I'll be on live. I'll answer every single question. You can grab your spot by going to primalpotential.com slash December, and I hope to see you there. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. 
just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save 